Good afternoon. Uh, we're here for another Visual Radio podcast. I'm here today with Abby Williams, um, who's a business analyst here at Visual. And uh, as you may or may not know, uh, we've got the GDPR legislation coming in at the 25th of May. Uh, so Abby's going to talk a little bit around it, what it is, uh, what we've been doing here at Visual, a bit of guidance for you and tell you how our own process is. Uh, would you like to kick us off, Abby? Yeah. Um, so... We've obviously done um, a few GDPR events and we also have, have done uh, GDPR assessments internally and for customers. So it was just to give people an idea, obviously the, the deadlines loom in the fact that people have got to get get the, get themselves into gear for the 25th of yeah, May, yeah. Um, show, some, show as if they're working towards uh, compliancy um, and, and have really got a good action plan, um, have their risks outlined and milestones to be able to show to to ICO if they come um, and say this is what we're doing to ha- towards GDPR compliance and this is the clear action plan we've got in place um, to work towards that. Um, one of the first things you'll probably need to have in place is a data protection officer and a working group to be able to look at those actions and yeah. be able to re- continuously review um, and to be able to, to move forwards with those milestones mm-hmm. rather than just having an re- assessment and review writing it all down in a nice table, doing a risk and a prioritisation and then leaving it and not coming back to it and not reviewing it because it's a continuous process. You're never going to be ticking a box, that's done, put everything away. Mm -hmm. You're always going to have to be working towards it. Cool. Yeah, so that's a slight overview of GDPR. Great. And where we need to go. So as a a business of today, uh, how how will you know that you actually are GDPR (laughs) compliant? That's always the sticking point. Um, we've had a lot of feedback um, from technology lawyers yep. as well that are focusing on GDPR. And the main thing we get is the fact that you will never be compliant. You'll never right. have a tick okay. in the box. It's the same way Data Protection Act works um, and your ISO 27001, mm. all those sort of things, is the fact that you'll, you might get an ad hoc check, you might not. But you, all you need to do is show that you're working towards it and not burying your head. Yeah. Um, and keeping to guidelines like the breach rules and all those sort of things and the right to be forgotten and the requests. Yeah. So as long as you're keeping those timelines, you're showing that you're actively working to, to bridge those gaps in the in non-compliance of GDPR, um, then that's they'll be happy with that. ICO will, will see that as, mm-hmm. you're, as you're putting effort in and you are working towards a goal. And it'll forever be changing because... Um, like with cold calling, telemarketing, all those sort of things, they're not out yet. The guidelines aren't out yet, so you're going to always be reviewing and, and improving as you go. Yeah, so there's more to, more to come now. Yeah. To keep keep looking out for it. But um, so uh, you you mentioned those points. So what are the main differences between the Data Protection Act and GDPR? If you could talk a little around that and give us some our listeners a better understanding between yeah. the differences. So obviously one of the big things and the, the scary thing is the penalty. Um, so obviously Data Protection Act was quite a small penalty in comparison um, to the GDPR, which is obviously 4% of the annual global revenue or $20 uh, million, whichever is greater. Right, okay. Um, so it could have a horrific effect, like, effect mm. on, a, on an organisation. Yeah, um, 
But yeah, so that that's I think scaremongery from from ICO. Look, this is what's going to happen if you're not compliant. Um, also, the fact that it's not just data owners and controllers that yeah. are liable for the data; it's also the processors. So even if you don't own that piece of data and it's come, passing through your organisation, you have right. a responsibility while that's in your organisation now. I see. Um, and that that's where you need to be clear on the data flows and at what point you take on ownership and what point you leave ownership. Um, you've also got the breach notifications, so you have to do it within 72 hours now. So of knowledge of the breach, you have to report it within 72 hours. Um, the, the accountability now for the owner of a process or data is, is quite clear. You have to know yeah. at what point that data, who owns what, when. Right. Um, and that's where we've done a lot of work with our customers and internally around data flows and understanding exactly where the data comes from. Um, another big thing is obviously the subject access requests. So that's now free of charge. You used to be able to charge £10 fee and you used to be able to respond within 40 days. Now you have to respond within 30 days. And you've obviously got the right to be forgotten, the right for update, all those sort of things where you've yeah. got to be on a platform where it's in a readable format for the user. Right. So if they ask for a subject access request, they want to know all the information that you hold of them, you have to send it to them in a readable format. Um, and obviously some people's data goes back many years in old formats. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So it's really about organisations getting up to date and trying to put as many eggs in one basket so that all their data is in as little amount of places as possible yeah. to reduce the administrative effort on an organisation. Because if you think how long it might take someone to do a subject access request for a single person, if you've got data sources across 10 different, yeah. 10 different layers. Um, and then obviously there's the data consent. So this is around opting in rather than opting out, which right. you might notice a lot of companies have started doing. Mm -hmm. So I did email... Um, the other day from Stapleford Park, right? Where we went for our Christmas, Christmas party. party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so they sent me an email saying opt in if you want to continue to get our news. I see. Yeah. So uh, they're starting to do People it. People starting to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a big thing about you've got to opt in, and then there's also the the change in if you haven't spoken to a customer or anyone like that for yep. six months. And the twelve month limit as well. So if it's a new customer, you have to speak to them sooner within the 12 months and then there's the sixth month one so six months for new customers 18 months for current customers right so it's keeping that regularity of contact yes to okay. make sure that that data isn't just sitting on your systems for no reason oh, i see a lot of great advice there and a lot to obviously take in um obviously you've mentioned a lot and talked about how we've been helping our customers and the guidance to our customers can you tell us a little about the process we've put in place here at visual and what we've what we've done to yeah on it yeah, so obviously um, quite a lot of organisations will either be data protection covered um, or ISO 27001 or whatever right. yeah. ones we're in, um, which is a good starting point. Yes. So it, it's starting to get your houses in order. But um, internally and with customers, we do it, we work with Microsoft and we use their pre-assessment uh, questionnaire, mm -hmm. uh, which is on their website, which anyone can access. They can go and, and see the maturity level of their organisation with GDPR. Right. 
and be truthful when you answer the questions. Yes. Um, and then we go through and do a gap analysis and data flow. So this is where I was saying you need to know who owns what when. Um, so we look at the, the full life cycle of a of, of data in an mm -hmm. organisation um, and each personal data flow, then we provide a gap analysis. The idea of the gap analysis is to work out what security issues there might be, retention issues, those sort of things, all those things that make GDPR, you can work towards GDPR compliance, mm, you need yeah. to tick those off almost. Um, so from the gap analysis, we provide them recommendations, whether it be a technology input, business process input, nice. uh, or a business change. Okay. Um, so one of those three will cover that gap. Um, and that's where we'll, we'll provide the expertise, obviously, internally with Microsoft yeah. um, tooling that we know about. Uh, and obviously, we work closely with Microsoft to, to help with that as much as possible. That's great, that's great. Some fantastic guidance there, as I say. So, well, that's it for today, but thank you everybody for listening. 